everybody welcome back to mind the music and today i'm going to chat with lisa love hall who is a queer intuitive life coach helping queer folks live joyfully and on this episode i will chat with lisa about challenges queer artists face in electronic music and how to cope and lisa and i will also be answering a couple of questions from queer artists who have shared their challenges so that hopefully we can help bring some clarity on how to navigate the challenges they face hello lisa thank you so much for being here yeah eileen thank you for having me i'm really excited to be here yeah me too. i'm so excited for this conversation as we were already talking about a little a little bit in our kind of pre-conversation let's say um, <laughs> It was really divine timing how we found each other. It, it, it's, you know, I was looking at like, okay, it's, um, you know, LGBTQIA plus history month. We're observing that over here, February. Um, and I was thinking I wanted to do something around that. And then literally within the span of a couple of days, you found me on Instagram and I thought, oh my gosh, you just came at the perfect time. I just needed to find <laughs> you. That was so amazing. Divine timing at its best, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was amazing. But so before we dive in like fully, how about we start with a short introduction? Like, who are you? Where are you from? Um, and yeah, let's take it from there. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I'm uh, I'm Lisa Love, and I'm located in the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, I'm now an intuitive life coach for the queer community. Um, the last. 10 years I've been teaching yoga and mindfulness. So I've really, you know, since we're all now in shelter in place and going through this pandemic, um, many of us have, have kind of shifted careers. And so I've done that as well. And now I'm really focusing on life coaching and focusing on exclusively on the queer community and supporting their needs. Okay. Yeah, and I have two cats and I have a 13 year old daughter and an amazing husband who DJs in his spare time. So we we uh, we we all have a real love of, of dance music here in this house. Awesome, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were a perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take it back a little bit in the past to when you first started to identify as queer, or do you identify as queer? Actually, I do. That's my first question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really see it is like an umbrella term like also gay to say that you're gay same thing i mean i think the labels can be um tricky and confusing also supportive so you know i i, I think it just kind of depends on how you relate to the label and how it supports you and for me i identify as bisexual also pansexual you know because pansexual is more of a new term i'm more I identify as bisexual because that's the term that was out when I when I discovered that about myself and um, and so queer I like because it's just to me feels very inclusive of everyone. Yeah, yeah. 
And when did you first start to identify with queer? Do you remember how that kind of went for you? Yeah, I, it, it was actually a couple of years ago that I officially came out as bisexual publicly. I had been out for many years to my close circle of friends. Um, but it, but at some point it just became really important to me to, to represent and to come out and be, and just to, to show that, you know, represent that and model that for other people, especially within bisexuality, because it's, um, often questioned, uh, as you know, it's validity is questioned and I'm married. And so people assume that the heteronormative orientation and so it was important for me to really come out. Um, and then the queer happened within the following year that I was like, oh, I really like this term uh, because it's more inclusive. And um, it just, I just like, I like both, um, but I really like the queer term. Also gays, you know, people are using that as well as kind of an inclusive term that I just like. Queer also, I'm also an artist, so I like, um, feel like it's kind of funky and and playful as well so i really i really appreciate it yeah yeah exactly yeah i can definitely relate to that because i remember when i was i think i was probably around like 14 or 15 or something when i first learned about the term bisexual and i did have a very healthy interest in women um, even though up until that point i had always identified as you know i'm interested in guys like i'm heterosexual um, but I quickly kind of moved away from that because I could feel like that was just too restrictive for me for me and it still is like I'm still very much you know leaning towards also I, I wouldn't say bisexual but I always said bi curious but like it's it also feels a little restrictive in a way and um, as you also mentioned and I find that interesting the term pansexual is a lot more recent and uh -huh. I, I like how, how, how all of those terms also evolve as we evolve yeah. as people and we can keep like exploring that and we can keep um, changing with that. And yeah. it's not like a fixed thing, like your, your identity exactly. is not a fixed, you know? And that's, that's what, I, what I really like. Um, so yeah, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned that, especially around like, being bisexual and how that's not you know, taken seriously. And I've heard all of those things yeah. in my life as well. And it's just, it's just horrible. You know? Yeah, pick a team, right? Like <laughs> or, one or, or the other. Yeah, or stuff <laughs> like, oh, you just wanna be, you know, like, what did they say? How did they say that in English? Like you wanna- Greedy. Like, yeah, greedy, yeah. like, yeah, have like both of your, both sides, like, you know, you just want everything and I'm like, well, yeah. why not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, yeah, it has, it is evolving and, I, and it will continue to evolve. And I mean, it's not, I think the idea of things being fixed or binary, right? Like that's really yeah. coming into the language of, and our understanding of non-binary and that that really, applies to so many things it's like nothing is really fixed um, but of course uh, things take time to really change and evolve for everyone uh, but yeah I look forward to continuing to, to be part of the evolution and to watching it evolve like each generation we really see the evolution of it yeah it's exciting yeah. yeah it's very exciting so what is one core belief that you have in your life like something that you have stood by in your life so far? Um, well, in terms of, I've, I've always been um, a very, I think a core belief for me is honesty. Like I've always been a very honest person and I expect that of other people as well. Um, and so that was, you know, that's, that's just who I am at the core. Like I'm really a truth seeker I'm always kind of peeling back the layers to discover new things. I'm always willing to look at what is presenting itself and what's happening. Um, and that has helped been really supportive for me through my whole life. I'm also almost two years sober now as well. And that has really helped me in terms of like, you know, looking at my behavior eventually I was like I'm just done with this you know it's like I really have to take that honest look at it 
mm-hmm. you know, I, because I'm so honest, like I just couldn't, you know, look away from, from what was happening, and how it was affecting me. Yeah. Um, and my life, you know, my, the, the friends that I had as well, you know, I was like, okay, at some point I was like, I have to just really be honest about what's happening in the situation. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, I would say at the core, I'm a very honest person, um, and it has served me in many ways to really look at the truth and support others in that same respect as well through coaching. Is like really look at what is happening, what's showing up, um, yeah. what's being avoided. You know, things I was like going that. to say like this is a great trait to have as a life coach. You know, having that yeah. That kind of curiosity to keep digging right because that's mm-hmm. what you do as a coach you keep digging until you yeah. feel like there's no more digging left <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah there's always something there's always more layers yeah for sure that's yeah. for sure that what's make that's what makes it so interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. what made you to, de- to decide to become a life coach for queer queer folks how did that go well i really um when I first started last, it was last year. I, I wanted to do this, go through this life coaching certification, and it was funny because the pandemic had had hadn't really hit yet. It was like up just before it was coming on, and I was already signed up for the certification, and it was going to be this add-on, this like kind of you know extra service that I was going to offer, and. Yeah. Um, but the universe was looking out for me because fortunately I had that lined up and then I was able to just, you know, pivot as everyone else did. And I had something to pivot into. Um, and initially I didn't have that clarity around exclusively supporting the queer community. Um, you know, I kind of fumbled my way through, you know, getting the certification and then launching and, and working with people and kind of figuring that out. I'm also part of a business group, so a business coaching group, which has really helped me to get to that point of clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I you know, started thinking about who I really wanted to be of service to, it was people like me, people in the queer community who need that extra support to really like, fully accept who they are and to show up in their lives 100% um, and to really uh, feel accepted, included, supported, um, just as they are. You know, to have somebody to support them on their path wherever they are. Um, and and once I really got clarity on that, it felt so true. Like it felt like, okay, this is my purpose. This is this is really what I'm meant to be doing. Who I'm meant to be serving. Um, you know, it's just really there's been a lot of momentum since then. So like you said, it was divine timing that I found you. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of thing just continues to happen. So I know that's confirmation for me that I'm I'm on the right path. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I have my own very specific niche uh, of people that I work with as a life coach. And I can definitely relate to what you just said about, you know, once you get that clarity, of who you truly want to serve, whose lives you really want to have an impact on, and finding that purpose, and then having that momentum that builds afterwards definitely is, you know, you just knowing, having this inner knowing that you're on the right path for you, and that you're doing it from a place of true true serv- service, you know, like true true impact it's that's that's more important than anything else and once you find your people you you know you have that you have that impact you literally start changing people's lives and there is nothing more i think incredible than that yeah. than to be of service yeah. and to see what what impact you can have on people and for me personally it keeps amazing me as a coach i've been doing this for 5 years now and i'm still like oh my god like every time I get more clear, more and more clear, and more go into more detail about who I want to help and what exactly I want to help them with. I also have my business coach and, you know, my, my group around me. So uh, same story. But yeah, the more clarity I get on that, the, the more people I get to help. And that's so amazing. You know, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, also, you know, energetically, you're 
because you're getting more and more clear on what you're focused on, you're then attracting that in. Uh, so yeah, it really is powerful and, and so supportive, you know, that there's that mutuality there, right? Like you're really showing up for them and then they're really happy that you're there helping them out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so a beautiful thing. transformation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also love how I get to be as a as a coach how I get to be chosen to be part of their journey and how I get to be chosen by people who are willing to put their trust in me. That's such a gift and that yeah. really lights me up and that really I, yeah, it really makes me feel blessed every single day, you know, getting to do what yeah. I do. It's just so incredible. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's such a blessing. Yeah, it really is. It's a gift. It's a mutual gift, right, to be chosen and then also to help them really yeah. take those steps forward and just step into their lives. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> and so diving a little bit deeper into your work, what kind yeah. of work do you do with your clients? Well, I really focus on um, mindset. Um, as I mentioned, I taught yoga and mindfulness, so I'm, I teach um, kind of the principles of mindfulness, mindfulness meditation, um, really raising your self-awareness and also looking at your, your any negative self-talk, things like that, and then switching it up to focus on the positive so that you're able to um, really see what's going on with your your inner world your inner inner um, dialogue and inner language and switching it around to focus more on the positive um, and then i also support clients in their health their overall health so um, physically emotionally and spiritually to really uh, feel in balance and um, to feel like they're really honoring their health in every aspect um, and that can look, you know, very different for each person. Yeah. Um, and then the last area really is, or the third area is on their purpose. So finding um, what they're passionate about, working and living from their zone of genius, um, also really activating and strengthening their intuition and living from that intuitive place. Um, and then uh, really just focusing on um, bringing that purpose forward and whatever it could be um, something that they need guidance in discovering what that is or like many of your clients like they already know they probably already know what their purpose is um, but they might need help in other areas mm -hmm. um, so it really just depends on the client do they need more help with their mindset their health or their or their purpose yeah. Um, and then, of course, as you know, it can fluctuate depending on what's going on in their lives, right? What's, yeah. on, what's on deck? What's showing up? For sure. And also for me, as, as a holistic coach, I'm very much about, you know, putting the person front and center with every life area that is important to them at that time. So I work with DJs, producers, but that's just one area of their life. And what happens a lot in the music industry is that that kind of gets compartmentalized, but we're talking about a person. So when something is off in their music production or DJing, um, we're looking at other areas as well because it overflows and the other way around, right? Yeah. So as you said, like whatever whatever is coming up is what you will you will start to work with because you know if that's the first thing that comes to mind for them or when they kind of deviate into something like, you know, you have a session and they deviate into something else, you're like, oh, there's something important there. I think we will need yeah. to, right? Like we, right. and then they're you ask them and they're that. like, oh no, no, it's okay. And then you're like, yeah, but you, you were just going there. So maybe we should, you know, explore this. So yeah. 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 And they, and depending on their goals too. So they might have goals that they're really clear about, or they may not have goals. They, you know, they, they need to explore that and figure that out. Yeah. But if they're clear on their goals, you know, we can start there. But then, you know, as it unfolds, you know, what's kind of coming into play? What what are the obstacles that are showing up? Whether it be, you know, mindset or their routines or, um, you know, how they, how much they care for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe they just kind of all over the place and they really don't know what their purpose is. Like, 
you know, they could really use some help focusing in and dialing in on that. Oftentimes too, I find like people are unaware of like their strengths and like what they're really passionate about and what their gifts are. Like, it's like we tend to just overlook that. It's like, wait, 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 wait. this is like who you are. This is what you bring into the world, you know? Yes. Um, so I find that powerful to be the kind of observer of that and help people, you know, facilitate helping them discover that and bring that more into the forefront. Yeah, that's something that I love to um, discuss with my clients, you know, the law of polarity. I remember I had a client, um, I think it was in November or something, and she was like, she had a lot of passions, you know, she's a DJ and usually when you're working as a creative, you have not just one thing that you are passionate about, yeah. right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I love this and I love that and I'm good at this and I'm good at that. And then she's, she finished with, I really don't know what I want in my life. And I'm like, well, you just told me. <laughs> because because you just said what you're passionate about and you also told me what you don't want so that tells me a lot as well right like you yeah. don't want to procrastinate anymore you don't want to take on a dull day job anymore because it you know like dampens your creativity you don't want to live in the city that you live in anymore like that tells me so much about what you do want so you know yeah. it's and, and you can literally see people go like oh okay i actually know more than i realized right like <laughs> It's always so interesting, but that's why you need yeah. that, that sounding board, right? Like that's why you need that support, especially yeah. when you're when you're losing your focus, when you're all over the place. You know, that's when yeah. you just need somebody in your corner who's going to root for you and who's, who's going to be like, hey, I'm here and I'm seeing this, this, this and this going on and, you know, yeah. kind of really pick it up from there and yeah. Yeah, because we can, we're, we're naturally so hard on ourselves um, you know, there's many different reasons for that, but you know, we're just we're just kind of in that habit generally of like we're not good enough, or we didn't do it well enough, or we need to do more. Um, so it could it could be really helpful to have somebody who's also just pointing out how much you are doing and how you are being successful in certain areas, or that you are following your passion, right? And that you do know it. Maybe you're just not super clear on it but it's there you do have that that yeah. that sense that knowing yeah yeah I totally agree as you say like yeah you, you you probably are not really clear on it and it's really as a coach I would say I think I, I believe it's the same for you I think this will resonate with you it's it's our job to bring that to your conscious awareness like subconsciously yeah. it's there but it's our job to kind of help you bring that to your conscious awareness and I always like to tell my clients like I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you need to look at me as like, I'm your Waze or your GPS system. And we're, we're <laughs> yeah. getting in the car and you're <laughs> tapping in the destination and you decide and you drive and I'll just be here and be like, wait a minute, I think I have a better route for you. Like the alternative route that Waze does for you, that's me. <laughs> yeah. But you still get to decide. And if like along the road, you want to be like, oh no, actually I want to go somewhere else. Fine, you're driving. I'm just trying right. to make sure that I find the best way for you to get there in the in the most comfortable way and the least the path of least resistance, basically. Yeah, and you know? with the, with the path of like clarity. I love this analogy. I love analogies. I can also yeah. see like the, another suggestion would be like maybe you could pull over and yeah. look at your map and consider what what direction you want to go in instead of driving in circles you know <laughs> yeah or just get out and enjoy this the view right like, right <laughs> just yeah, stop for around. a second yeah walk yeah. around yeah. And, yeah yeah that's that's really fun i love that <laughs> <laughs> and so um speaking of you know your client work diving a little bit deeper what are the top three challenges that um you know your clients are faced with or that um, you help them with yeah um let's see i think one is, i think you know as i mentioned kind of that lack of awareness so just kind of lack of self-awareness of um their behaviors their thoughts um their strengths their passions you know just across mm -hmm. the board yeah um not just not really having that right you know right at, at the at, in the forefront of of their awareness mm -hmm. um and then secondly i would say it's about their um 
like their patterns, their behaviors, their habits, right? Like they're, they're, you know, we're all, the expression is like, you're your own worst enemy, right? It's like, you know, and that really comes to play in your habits. It's like the, uh, your, your routines might not be best serving you or they might be preventing you from really honing in on your, on your purpose or your goals, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you think you're all dialed in there, there are some things that are still kind of getting in your way. Um, and then the third thing I think is that, that purpose, like kind mm-hmm. of feeling lost, um, not really having that sense of direction, um, want, feeling like that's missing, you know, wanting to know what that is. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I'd say those are the top three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something that I think maybe you could relate to as well as a coach for me. What I, what I work around is I call it the three P's. So <laughs> it's procrastination, pressure, and perfectionism um, in dance music as a DJ producer. Um, but those are symptoms of deeper issues. But people come to me yeah. because they're like, yeah, I'm not able to finish my tracks. Like I'm, I keep putting things off or yeah, I don't really know how to get started because, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what if the sound doesn't come out the way I want it to? And then I, I would rather not try at all. So that's the perfectionism. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah um, the pressure of like, it has to be good. Will it be good enough? Um, you know, will the label like it? Will my manager like it? Like whichever stage they're at in their career. So that's the pressure. Yeah. And yeah. I always like to say procrast- procrastination is a pressure to be perfect. So those three really go hand in hand. But it's, it's a symptom of a deeper issue. It's just that they come to me and they think yeah. procrastination, pressure or perfectionism is their problem but actually it's not. And so they constantly try to fix the symptom, but it's yeah. not working because they're not working on the deeper issue, which is at the root of, of what they think is the problem. So yeah. oftentimes I feel like as a coach, our work is also in sh- shining that light on what the real problem is and helping them discover that because they know somehow that there is something below that symptom but they, they're yeah. just unsure and they don't know how to get there. And then that's, that's on, on us to help them, to help them find that. And it, it's going yeah. to be differently for everybody. Of course, every person has a different story. Um, but I right. think that's also where the power lies in coaching because you help them get there. It's not just you telling them like, oh, you're probably having, I don't know, like a limiting belief around <laughs> uh, not being good enough because maybe your primary caregivers told you that blah, 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 you know, right, it's, it's right. really like you, you really coach them through finding their own ans- answers. And that's so empowering. And yeah. it really gives them their authority over their lives back. And I think yeah, probably you can probably relate to that. I, I imagine you see that come up in your client work as well. Yeah, definitely. You want to support them in their own self discovery. And that's where the empowerment comes. Like you like you're saying, it's like they step into it, they make the realization on their own. And then they apply it, they kind of figure it out, and then they discover, oh, hey, this is working, or I can do this, or, you know, it feels different because they've made this evolution, they've, you know, stepped into something that wasn't so scary, and, you know, wasn't as scary as they thought it was, or wasn't as maybe as hard as they thought it was, you know, whatever our perception is, right, like, those can really be a lot of strong barriers in, in just living your life. Um, authentically and from a place of, of strength and confidence. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's it's guiding them to make those discoveries on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love doing that. <laughs> but sometimes it's also, you know, I, I wonder how you see this. Um, mm-hmm. And this is we're talking about challenges of of the people that you serve. But obviously you're also a person, so you have challenges as well. And so, you know, as a coach, as for me, I'm trained not to, I'm trained to leave my worldview at the door. Like when I'm in a session, I'm just a blank canvas as much as I can. And I constantly check in with myself, like, okay, what's going on here? Am I projecting? Am I, you know, like I need to be sure to step back, step back and really listen to them. Um, But so, I don't know how you feel about this, but what I have is I'm, I'm a highly empathetic person 
And sometimes I would just want to take their problems and make it all go away. And like, I have a tendency to take over their responsibilities or to want to, like I'm, I will stop myself. Um, but I feel yeah. like when you do such soul aligned work, you just really want to take care of people, right? Like, do you ever experience yeah. that? Definitely. I'm super empathic as well. And um, so something I learned through my training also is to have, um, to set a container or a boundary um, before each session. And what I've found that really helps me emotionally, energetically, mm -hmm. so that I'm in really holding my own container of energy, my own intention that's separate from theirs. Like, so we're not so commingled energetically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I found that it really helps me because I do also have that tendency to like, oh, you know, mama bear, I'll just jump in, take care of things. You know, and I also have, I have a 13 year old daughter. So I have actual, that actual practice yeah. with my, my daughter who's like, leave me alone. I can figure this out. You know, I can do it. So <laughs> that kind of, um, you know, I have the experience of kind of jumping in and, you know, that it's, it doesn't really serve the other person. There are times when it is appropriate, you know, as a parent and a child, yes. But in terms of client, um, a client relationship, you know, you want to hold the container for them to be available to them, right? If you're, I love the the uh, analogy, like to, to stay in your own boat, like they're in a boat, you're in a boat, right? Stay in your boat, don't jump in their boat. Because once you jump in their boat, emotionally you are no longer able to help to, to help yourself and you can't help them either right like you're caught up in their world their drama whatever whatever mm -hmm. is on deck for them so it's important to hold that boundary just for clarity right so that i can continue to offer my wisdom and my support and my guidance and my perspective the way i, I intuitively see things um, which often happens through emotions as well, but then I'm able to discern like, okay, there, yeah. this is coming through. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that without getting mixed up in it with them. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And also I, I yeah. feel like when you, what you said about like, you know, don't jump on their boats. When you do do that, you're actually telling them that you don't accept them the way they are, where they are, uh, right. and that it's not okay for them to be there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's one right. of the hardest things to really realize that, like, you've got to continuously keep accepting this person, what, like, where they are and, and how they are and with the skill set that they have at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, and have them, you know, feel safe enough to have the time and space to figure it out at their own pace. Like some people will do right. some things quicker and other people will just take longer, yeah. you know, exactly. and that's okay. Right. And I think yeah. that's also where I feel like a lot of the pressure for a lot of people comes from feeling like, oh, I have to figure this out or I have to achieve or I have to be successful or I have to whatever it is that they, they place on themselves. The pressure always comes from within. Um, yeah. You know, because you make it mean something about you. Obviously, there's a lot of societal pressure and, and whatnot, but it's only when you start making it mean something about you that it really becomes a, a problem, I would say. And so that acceptance is so, so important. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. It's, you know, and this goes back to kind of that self-discovery, like they have to figure it out on their own. Yeah. Um, or, it, or it doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like if you going back to the driving analogy like if you if you end up taking over the wheel and start driving for them they're not figuring out how to drive like they're not going through that experience and figuring it out for themselves like you have to really walk through it in order to make those um, realizations and really make those leaps those evolutionary leaps like that's you know all has to be done by them and them alone yeah, I agree. And also uh, realizing that you're working with a human being and you could potentially do a lot of dam damage yeah. on a mental well-being level by just stepping in and not respecting their boundaries and their journey and their path. Yeah, where they're at. You gotta, you have to meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 totally. So 
we've talked a little bit about challenges and I've actually got a couple of questions um, from queer artists who actually also shared their music. So we will also be playing that on this show. And so I suggest we just dive into those questions because we have a couple of really good ones. Um, okay. I will start with, I know I sent you these questions. I will start with the, the second one that we've received actually. And so the question is, my biggest challenge is being taken seriously by my queer peers because I am cis passing and work in urban music primarily. I feel like sometimes people think I'm pandering or not queer enough for their playlists, websites, etc. Um, I make music for queer people and most of my songs feature themes of self-acceptance and self-discovery, something super common in our community. Um, I just want to know how to be more accepted in queer spaces without changing who I am or presenting a false version of myself to quote unquote fit in. Lisa, yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. I, I love that they're asking about, you know, how to fit in and just show up as themselves. Mm -hmm. I also just, I love that they're creating music for for the queer community and self-acceptance, self-discovery. I love that. Um, so I would, I, if I were, you know, talking to somebody about this, you know, coaching somebody, I would, you know, ask them, you know, like what is, what, what, when you show up in that space and you don't feel included, like what's kind of showing up for you? Like take that deep dive, like what's, um, how do you feel? Why do you feel that way? Um, you know, kind of, kind of look at that a little bit, but I would also, um, you know, so there might be their own beliefs about that, but there might also be some experiences that they've had socially, you know, externally that they've experienced where they felt like I wasn't included or I needed to be different in order to fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, so take a look at all of that and then also then look at, um, you know what what how do they want to show up like like what is it they with like they mentioned like without having to change right so what is that like how do you want it to show up if you're like you know if you imagine like your ideal scenario where you walk into this club and you feel totally accepted and included like what does that look like what does that feel like yeah. um and then to really bring more of that into your everyday life you know it's a belief system it's also um how you how you behave how you speak how you think things like that yeah yeah i can definitely see with this question because I, I also thought that was this was such a great question um i mean they both are but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i can definitely kind of you know like reiterate what you said about you know what's coming up for you and what are the beliefs that maybe you have around that um, because oftentimes what we also want to understand is whether or not we may be projecting yeah. and I'm not saying that this person is doing that because obviously I didn't I didn't talk to them so I don't know they just sent this over uh, via Google Doc but um, I, I would I would also ask that question like you know trying to understand by asking questions of course whether or not maybe you know you're projecting you're projecting inner beliefs or things that you have internalized because things you know limiting beliefs that maybe you have heard as you said through an experience that maybe you had a social experience yeah. that really didn't sit well with you that made you feel a certain way uh, and then made you feel like you need to kind of present a false version of yourself to fit in right i think that's definitely a great place to start um so if you're listening um yeah i think both lisa and i can can definitely encourage you to kind of look at a little bit deeper what's coming up for you and looking at the beliefs that you have around that and kind of discover whether or not maybe you are projecting because the thing is also and i find this really interesting for me and this is something that my coach always asks me <laughs> are you mind reading because uh, yeah. you know like yeah sometimes i will have doubts about myself well oftentimes actually i have that a lot um and then she will 
especially when it comes to to a situation like a social situation where you're interacting with people whether it's a client or just other people and then she will also always ask me are you mind reading you know like where is that thought right. coming from how can you know that right. that person is thinking that about you have they said that literally to you like have they demonstrated that to you demonstrated that to you in, in any way and if not how can you know that so are you mind reading and yeah. if you are then you might as well do it in a positive way so then plant thoughts in your head about yeah. what they are thinking of you in a positive way <laughs> yeah. and then be like if you're mind reading anyway you might as well make it good yeah make it good yeah i love that also we in my um business coaching group we refer to that as like what is true yeah like what is true what do you is that really true is this true like yeah. do you really know that like you're saying yeah i think this also really speaks to uh the lgbt iq plus community as a whole also we talked about the evolution of it earlier but it's like there's still that that judgment and that criticism within the community about where you fit in mm. um so i think that's part of this question is like am i queer enough right it's like i'm passing so then i'm not queer enough like how do i be queer enough right so i think it speaks to that kind of broader uh dynamic within the the, the community as a whole um as well and so i would also encourage this person to just again show up as who you are authentically um try to uh just put that to the side any kind of like expectation that the community is putting on you to that you are feeling or sensing or have experienced you know try to just put that to the side and just show up as who you are because you are part of the community no matter what anybody else says yeah I would also say there that it could also be helpful maybe to find kind of your like your support team or something like I can't find the right word but whenever you decide to move in queer spaces to have people with you that you feel really good with and that will root for you and that will that make you feel completely accepted the way you are so that you don't necessarily have to move into those situations social situation spaces yeah. by yourself if that helps you then maybe it's just a good idea to also surround yourself with people who make you feel like you and who make you feel like sunshine you know like right just, you know <laughs> shining your light like no matter what i yeah. think i think that could also be good because obviously we don't know you know the full situation of this person but i imagine you know at some point it makes you feel really wary of just going into these situations and it makes you turn inward and not not i don't know like not yeah just not really want to do it anymore and just constantly second guess so yeah, yeah. i love i definitely love I, what you said about like show up as you and how you want to show up and get clear on that and be unapologetic about that maybe as yeah. well like, you know Yeah, I love what you said too like bring your bring your crew, bring your friends and if you can't physically bring them you could like you like you said you could kind of bring them in your mind, you know, like bring them bring their thoughts with you what would they say? Mm -hmm. You know, what would they be telling you? How would you be feeling with them? Mm -hmm. And then it also goes back to that that like um clarity, right? That energetic of like you show up as who you are, that's your energy, you bring that with you. and if you do it unapologetically like nobody can dilute that nobody can dim your light like just just be who you are 100% mm -hmm. and you know whoever whoever is drawn to that is going to resonate with your energy yeah yeah i strongly believe in that as well so i hope if you're listening now that this was helpful and i can only say keep doing what you're doing keep you know creating your songs which fe feature themes of self self acceptance and self discovery and i'm pretty sure that any queer artist or any queer person out there as who is listening to your to your music is just really feeling included and and supported by that and um you sent in a song so it will also be played on my show here um and thank you for sending in your question and then another question that we had is especially during the pandemic queer spaces are lacking and it's so difficult to make new 
meaningful connections with other queer collaborators in the music industry. What is your advice to up and coming LGBTQ plus artists for networking as well as growing your fan base, especially online while live shows are on pause? Okay, Lisa, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, also a great question. Um, yeah, I think that's a, probably a universal question really for all of us in, during the pandemic, right? Everybody's kind of pivoted to that online world and online way of operating and interacting and it can be really challenging um so i would i would recommend um really making a plan like getting clear this is something i learned in my business coaching is like really get clear on what you're going to be focused on and this could be true for networking as well and within the queer community so like what is it that you really want like what's your goal really clarify that like I want to connect with producers or connect with uh, creatives you know like what is it who is it you want to connect with and um, you know as I've I've gone through a number of different like um, identify your ideal client exercises as a as a as a business owner and that can also be applied to this kind of yeah. um, intention of, of wanting to network or grow your network or build, you know connect with other people so who are they what do they look like where did they where would you meet them where are you going to find them where are they going to find you like just kind of creating like a persona um, and then that can help you once you get really clear on that mm -hmm. that can then help you um, in terms of your your uh, actions like what are what steps you're going to take how are you going to reach out to them is it going to be on are you going to find them on instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or SoundCloud or, you know, where, where are you going to find them and, and, and network with them? And there's a lot, there's so many online spaces. So it could be yeah. one or it could be a few. Um, and then it just takes time and it takes like um, just being present with it and allowing it to unfold in this, you know, same with, with kind of like we said, meeting someone with where they're at. Yeah. on their journey and coaching them where they're at. Same is true with this kind of process is that it just takes time. You're at, we're where you're at today and you'll be in a different place in 30 days, and 60 days, 90 days. Like, so just let yourself be where you are today and know that like, if your goal is, it's going to take time, some time for things to unfold. So just let it unfold, but still be focused and, um, take action that follows that focus yeah I could give an example like I I've been working on building my Instagram algorithm and networking with people on LinkedIn and so I'm following different hashtags um mm. I'm that's looking at mm -hmm. yeah that's a really good one because then that comes up in your feed yeah um and then you can also follow different pages and people like that's actually how I found you. I've been, you know, going out there and following different hashtags and different profiles and um, different artists. Like I found you because I followed um, sober queer hashtag. Oh yeah. And then I then I found the sober creative. Yes. Like yes. for profile Me. and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so it's it does take time and you have to kind of think of it as like you have to kind of reframe your your mindset around it it's not scrolling right it can feel like scrolling like you're just kind of mindlessly going mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. but if you have that intention and you have that focus of okay now i've got this like networking hat on and everything i'm doing online now is is with the intention of networking it will it will it will build and you'll you'll end up connecting with people yeah yeah, yeah i totally like i'm i'm I love networking. Like I totally agree with everything that you were saying here. Um, and especially around it takes time because networking is not just um, about gathering a bunch of contacts, right? It's really about yeah. building true authentic relationships with people. Yeah. And that takes, exactly. that takes time. Right. And that as you said, time, yeah. like get really clear. I think that's, that's such a good, piece of advice get really clear on what your goals are like who, who who exactly do you want to meet who exactly do you want to reach out to um you know and where where 
are they? Like, where do they move around? Like, which platform will you find them? And what type of person do, does that have to be? And this reminds me of a quote that I actually posted today on my Instagram around networking. And it says, know where to go and make sure the right people know about it. Um, and it's a quote by Meredith Mahoney. And she also has written some books, I think, on networking. Um, but I really love that because it, it gives you a clear um, direction and a clear um, goal of networking. It's not just like, I want to grow my online presence or my fan base. It's really about those relationships and how you can be of service to each other. Um, and then networking in itself is actually also something that I teach um, my clients. And I have like this really clear system for that. Um, and interestingly nice. enough, I had been pondering, you know, like, should I make this like a really integral part of my coaching or not? And I just kept really getting a lot of like connect requests from people that were just empty, you know, okay. like not really introducing themselves, not really taking the time to look at my profile and research a little bit more about who I am and try to connect to me. And so that's really something that's very off-putting. And so yeah. you have to keep that in mind when you reach out to somebody, you want to at least take the time to look into them. Who are they? What are some of their most recent, recent projects? Um, how, how can you find a way to find common ground so that you have something to connect over? Because yeah. if you don't do that, it feels like you're just there for your own gain. Right. And that's that's not the way to build a connection, and that's definitely not how you're going to be able to grow, um, you know, your your network. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, I love being on LinkedIn. Um, I, I'm a little bit everywhere, I would say, but I definitely love love LinkedIn. I love to be yeah. you know to be on that platform because people there are very much. Um, I feel that's my opinion, much more. Um, focused on I would say more the the professional side of their lives and I like that and and it also yeah. kind of automatically you know kind of makes a selection of the people that you want to connect to it makes it easier on you whether you know rather when you're on Facebook it's it's a bit more broad right like people are yeah. for a variety of reasons but LinkedIn at least already makes it a bit more you know it selects a little bit more for you and so I decided to set up uh, a networking 101 for DJs and electronic music producers on LinkedIn because okay. I really wanted to help people out there to learn to master effective, authentic dance music networking, which is kind of my system that I teach my clients, um, to really kind of, kind of help them upgrade their networking skills, to build, to build and grow a strong, reliable network that will enable you to always know where your next opportunity is going to come from. And I know for me, like for my business, that has helped me. Um, and that's, we are, you and I are proof of that. Um, because we found each other through, yeah. through networking. We were networking <laughs> online. Like yeah. we, 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 you, you know, intentionally followed a certain hashtag and then you found me and then you started following me. And I have a habit of when somebody follows me, I will reach out to them and say hi. and look at the profile and be like, oh, who is this? Who are you? Like, you know, maybe we have something in common and we did. And that's yeah. where our next opportunity, this collaboration, this interview came from. And it all went really fast. But I think it's also because you and I are already very equipped at networking and at doing yeah. it. And we know <laughs> what we're going to get out of it, right? Like, right, some people, right. it may take a little longer. Yeah. But so I know this is like a very lengthy, lengthy answer to this question. But so, you know, if you're listening, just I think the key takeaway for this is take your time and yeah. really look for those authentic connections, right? Like I've yeah. been talking for a long time. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I was gonna say because they're out there. I also hold the belief that that person, those those connections are out there. Um, instead of wondering, you know, you can kind of get lost in the sea of the internet and you know how many people are out there, and it can be overwhelming. So take your time, but also believe and know that you will find those people you will through your effort through uh, reaching out through um, you know looking up their information and and 
and having that conversation, that back and forth, like you will cultivate those relationships. Um, mm -hmm. So holding that that positive belief as well is important, you know, because it, it can take time and you can also like, it, there can be false people out there, right? That, you know, you think you connected with, but they're not really that who you thought they were. Um, so that can be kind of discouraging at times, but just, you know, stay positive and know that, that they're out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's great advice. So, and also, I love LinkedIn. I also wanted to say that too. I like. Yeah. I agree with you. Also, like, there the people who show up there are a little bit different because they're they're very professional. But you also see more about them. Yeah. Um, you know the work they're doing, how they're showing up. So you see a more kind of, I think, a more real version of who they are. Yeah. Um, but that being said, LinkedIn can move a little slower than, you know other channels because people tend to kind of check their in the evenings or on the weekends you know I mean they're working so um, mm -hmm. it can move a bit slower to have so to have uh, more patience with LinkedIn but that it's I, I agree it's super awesome yeah and also know with LinkedIn that's been my experience um, again to the person who asked this question if you're still listening <laughs> um, it's my experience like people tend to spend less time when they visit LinkedIn, there's like yeah. research around this. I think it's 17 minutes a day, which is really short, but it's very intentional. Uh -huh. And that's what you want. Because yeah. if you do reach out to somebody on LinkedIn and it takes maybe a day or two and they then go in and check their messages, they will just go in because they have like a really clear goal. It's very intentional and then they will they will go out. So yeah, you, chances are your message gets picked up quicker than it would on, yeah. I would say, a Facebook. That's my yes. my experience. Yeah, it's more focused, it's more yeah. efficient. Like yeah. it, you're, It's like a yes, no, like you have more clarity around that connection or not. The fit is, you know, very apparent very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's why I like it. Um, also because it's a yeah. bit smaller, so there's like less noise, there's less users yeah. there. I mean, smaller, totally. quote unquote, it's still <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, in comparison to a Facebook, it's obviously, you know, so yeah, yeah. if that helps. So uh, hopefully that was, uh, that was helpful. And then lastly, Lisa, where can people find you? Like, how can they connect with you, network with yeah. you? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, you can find me on my website, lisalovehall.com. I'm also on Instagram, Lisa, at lisalovehall. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me there as well um, at Lisa Love Hall. Um, so yeah, it's I'm out there. Feel free to reach out to me, and I'd love to answer any questions you have. I also have uh, you can send me an email through my website, or you can chat with me. I have the chat feature through my website as well, um, or you can you can direct message me through Instagram. So it's many many channels: Instagram or LinkedIn. Send me a message. Awesome. So yeah, if you want to reach out to Lisa, now you know where to find her. Thank you so, so much, Lisa, for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, thank and, you. Uh, just thank you for being here. I appreciate you for oh, that. It was my pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much.